This is a podcast from Rover. This is the Saturday edition of Rex on Exchange. Of course, if you're listening across the country on the wireless, you're listening on Today FM, and of course, you can listen back to to the podcast on any purveyor of fine podcasts. Right now, what's got us all hot under the collar this week? It's time to talk a a, a week of it. And, uh, geez, so much we could talk about here, mm. sort of ins and outs of what's been going on with the, the Labour Party, uh, uh, bullying, all sorts of things. Uh, there's a new Dirty Dancing coming out. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, the Southern Charity Indoor Dog Trials are on. I want to find out more about that, Laura Coote. But um, first of all, uh, this is interesting, and we may come from opposite sides of the fence on this particular one. Mm-hmm. Um, you found out something about the Massey University uh, veterinary uh, science degree course that uh, has kind of ruffled your feathers a bit. Tell me more. Yeah, it has a little bit. So the applications for the 23 Fairlight Foundation internship, uh, they closed last week. So we've had a you know a heap of amazing applicants apply. And yep. one of those applicants actually originally wanted to get into you know the vet science. And so she's yep. at Massey. She applied um, to get in and was declined based on a personality profiling test that they do. Now, she had the marks. She's from good farming stock, you know, very practical, mm. Uh, mm. very capable. And because her personality does not match what they're looking for, was declined and I mean off the back of spending quite a bit of time with Jenny Gray the team building company there are no bad profiles there are you know merely everyone thinks about things and operates slightly differently and I would have thought that uh, in the rural vet game you'd want someone who's got a good head on their shoulders from a farming background regardless of their personality because it can always be trained but how bad can it be to decline someone because of that? Okay, so was that at the pre-year one level or was that at the end of having done an intermediary one-year level, which they all have to do to get into vet school effectively? Yeah, the second. So the, yeah. um, Already done. Already done, yep. Already done the first one year. Mm. This is interesting because when we first came across this, I'm all for it. I'm Mm -hmm. actually all for it. Now, this may be, but in every kind of system or process, there is going to be one slip through the net, isn't there? Because I was all for, because I knew so many people at Massey who, who in my day, who would want to be vets and they were sort of A A students, but not A triple plus or A plus, or they might have even been B double, you know, they might, to get the science marks um, is unbelievable. And that first year, to get into second year vet school, it used to be you just basically had to give up a year of your life. You had nothing other than um, to, to do that. Now, I like this idea of bringing in this personality thing because all we had and I've got to be very careful what we say here, is the majority of these people were just scientists, you know, like mm. people without any personality or any any sort of ability to to deal with people on a one-on-one basis. So there were too many of those people getting through and too many people missing out because they they might have averaged uh, 89% in their exams and people with 95% were getting through. So the other side of the scale, I'm all for it. But I can see that in this particular case that one person – has slipped through. I don't believe it should be about marks. I believe it should be about an all-rounder. And, mm. um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm all for that. So this is, sounds like, to me, it may well be uh, a one-off uh, unfortunate case, really. Um, I need to know more. I don't know enough, and I don't know the person concerned, but um, I guess only so many can get through. But it does become a little bit subjective, doesn't it? Um, 
Yeah, it yeah. does. And, and, you know, we want to have the right people getting into these roles. Oh, but from yep. a farming perspective, when you've got vets coming out to your farm, you you do want someone who's, you know, practical-minded. And, and a lot of vets now are women. Um, there's a lot, you know, that you've got to do with the large animal stuff on farm. And you, you want that practical approach. You want that um, farming background as well as the knowledge. Um, and at the end of the day, if someone's a bit of an introvert versus an extrovert, is that really so bad? Well, I, 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 look, I, I know in my view, I'm going to stick with my side of the fence, which is they are trying to achieve that. They are trying to get people with personality and people with drive and people who can connect. And this feels to me like it's just mm. one that slipped past the keeper. Mm. Yeah, yeah, based you on get, what you're telling me, you know. And, you um, right. and, 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 and as you say... Um, with all those sort of practical skills and, and, and links to all things farming, maybe there was a case for going, hey, um, XYZ, I don't know what, then I'm just going to give somebody a name here. And we're going to call the person XYZ. We are going to work on a few of your other, you know, a few of these things here that were perhaps, um, you know, um, not reaching the level we were in this profiling. But, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard, isn't it? I guess there's a grey area and there's somewhere... Some are going to make it and some are going to miss out. But um, I think what they're trying to do is overall a, a good thing, but one past mm. the keeper in this particular case. Well, I tell you what, it's a loss for the for the vet profession and a gain for the rest of the rural sector because this yeah. young woman is going to do some great things. So oh, that, that's, that's one positive too. to come out of yeah. it. You know what? Yep, out of it, something good will come. Okay, uh, MPI funding to Plunkett for South Island Rural Volunteer Services. Yeah, no, last time when I was on the show, Hamish, we spoke a little bit about rural uh, health services yep. and how it's just a struggle, constant struggle to get what our rural communities need. So it's pretty cool to see MPI stepping in and going, here's 100k to Plunkett to help connect uh, new mothers with services in their region. Now, 100k isn't a lot and that's not going to go far, but it's better than nothing. And it just goes to show how serious it is at the moment. Uh, with the lack of services available to new mums in our rural areas. So it is really cool to see MPI stepping in and actually trying to do something about it because this is, you know, the DHB's role and they're not doing enough. And that's fantastic that we've got MPI stepping in. Yeah. And uh, to the local health authorities, yeah, step up. Step up. Exactly. Southern Charity Indoor Dog Trials, you want to mention these? Yeah, they're just... I mean, you will remember back in the day, the dog shows, you know, when you used to be able to see the dog trialling on TV. And whether you knew or understood what was going on or whether you were rural or urban, they were really interesting to watch. Yep. Now, the Southern um, Charity Indoor Dog Trials, they've been running for seven years and they're hosted down in Southland and it's an indoor event. So regardless of the weather, you can come along. Fantastic spectator sport. Um, it's using heading dogs, so eye dogs, to quietly move the sheep around a variety of obstacles and the ultimate aim is to pen them. Now, they've raised nearly $70,000 um, over the last seven years of running this event and this year the charity that benefited was uh, Hospice Southland yep. and $12,000 was raised and, and given to them. And this year, it was really cool, they added in a bark off so Hunterways could come in and be involved in the trials as well. And I got the memo a little bit late, so old mate Norm and I didn't actually make it down, but next year I'll be making a point of it because it's such an awesome event. 
Fantastic. Southern Charity Indoor Dog Trials. Oh, remember it? Ginger Anderson, Ginger Anderson, he was the winner of the first dog show. That was back in the probably mid-70s. Just trying to think of the name of Ginger's dogs. Had him on the show a year or two ago. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, um, now, I have this thing with Dom where I like to discuss the random song that when I turned on my radio, I, I a random song comes on. And basically, I sort of flick between whatever stations are. I don't really have any favourites when it comes to music. Today's song was... I'm not a big Elton John fan, right? I'm not a big Elton John fan. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like, you know, I don't know what it is. But the one song I do like from Elton John is that song, Little Genie. And it happened to come on the radio while I was driving in today. And, and, he said, and, I, and I thought Laura will be able to answer this question for me. When he <laughs> says, uh, I want you to be my acrobat. What is he meaning by that? Well, I want acu- you to be my acrobat. I want, and I was just wondering. I just, I saw you might not. I just, I don't know why it just stood out for me. It stood out for me like norms. You know what? Um, yeah. Ah, uh, well, a- acrobat in the bedroom, surely. Oh, I didn't expect you to go directly to the answer that I was pushing <laughs> well, the, for. Well, the next line is yeah. something, if my memory tells me, the next line is something about him wanting I want you her to be, to be my his lover. lover. Yeah, so, I suppose that yep, is it. Yeah, yep, acrobat yeah. in the bedroom. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I just thought I'd just, you know, a slightly different answer to what I usually get from Dom, <laughs> but that's all right. Hey, uh, coming up next on the show here on Rex Rural Exchange, thanks for your company for the Saturday edition. Great to have you along wherever you are, whatever you might be doing and whatever your connection is to all things rural because, hey, New Zealand, we are rural, the backbone of this country. Without farming, without rural, without all things in the primary sector, uh, we'd be buggered, as simple as that, to be perfectly honest. Um, but great to know that tourism is up and running again and uh, the first bus, the first Kentucky's going to, to Laura Coote's place down there at, uh, at uh, Kingston. Oh, fantastic. And uh, to all the good folk, I want to say, that surround the Nelson. I mean, that's, as I've said, years of devastation has happened up around uh, in the greater Nelson region and across the hill and through there. So uh, thinking of you all today, on your Saturday. Coming up next here on Rex Rural Exchange, we're going to head, uh, we're going to talk to, we're going to keep, uh, um, well, uh, the National Dairy Industry Awards uh, on, and we're going to be, that's the theme for our next interview. We catch up with a, a farm manager out of Rangiriri. Uh, he's milking 360 cows and was named the 2022 Auckland Horaki Dairy Manager of the Year. He's in the thick of carving, Jimmy Cleaver, next.